A drug gang leader is sentenced. 275 pounds of marijuana is found in a house, and robbers are thwarted by a potential victim. Welcome to Episode 6 of Crime Time on FayObserver.com, featuring Fayetteville Observer Police and Crime Reporter Nancy McCleary. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news and hearing from those involved. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Well, he was known to friends as Jen or Juice Man. Today, the man whom Fayetteville police considered priority number one is behind bars for up to 35 years. Genesis Lee Whitted Jr. was sentenced as the head of a violent Bloods gang in Fayetteville, known as Addicted to Money or ATM. It operated out of a car wash on Pamela Drive near Murkison Road, authorities said. The gang trafficked cocaine and robbed other drug dealers at gunpoint. There were home invasion robberies, car hijackings, shootings, a murder charge against Whitted, and financial fraud. The cocaine trafficking went on for nearly 10 years. As one victim described it, it was evil, said Robin Pendergraf of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Raleigh. Nancy, this was a bad group of folks operating in Fayetteville. Whitted has been sentenced along with six of his associates. Tell us about the operation of the gang addicted to money. Fayetteville Police and the FBI's in Federal Bureau of Investigation spent months staking out LLB Auto Spa on Pamela Drive and used an informant to buy cocaine. The task force noticed that almost all the cars that were left at the car wash were not cleaned. That that would be a tip. That would be a tip off. So how did this operation go on so long before law enforcement was able to bring charges against Whitted? The U.S. Attorney's Office said Whitted was able to escape punishment for years by obstructing justice and intimidating witnesses. And I can tell you that uh, I have heard through the years several things regarding Genesis Whitted. Um, He was well known to law enforcement as well as people on the street. It was just a a matter, I guess, of gathering the information to, to be able to bring charges. That's right. And in 2009... Um, Whitted was accused of a murder and in first a witness who said he could could identify Whitted and being involved in the murder then changed his mind and said he could not identify Whitted as the killer you know Uh, twice Pendergraft said the group poured boiling water on people until they disclosed the locations of drugs or money once a taser was used on a woman's genitals at least once the gang put a plastic trash bag over someone's head until that person lost consciousness just uh, amazing stuff like this goes on anywhere really I, I know we hear about it but this one really was close to home it certainly was Well, the next story also involves drugs, this time marijuana. 275 pounds of the weed were found Tuesday, March 6th, in a home off Strickland Bridge Road. Four people were arrested. What's the story behind this one? I'm guessing law enforcement tipped off? Well, actually, what I was told... That's what we want to hear. (laughs) What I was told was that one of the individuals was wearing an ankle monitor 
And what I was told was that a Fayetteville police officer called because they needed to change out a component. And what I was told was that the people at the residence said, yeah, come on by. So they did. And they found 275 pounds of marijuana, 25-plus thousand dollars, nine guns. Wow. Um, that's a pretty darn good pot bust. That, that is a, that, that's a, a pot. That, that's bigger than most that people. Is, <laughs> that is a ginormous Gino- pot bust. Is that, is that a police term there? Yes, it is. Certainly <laughs> a, a police term. I mean, have, have you ever heard of this amount of marijuana being found in, like, in one residence uh, that, that you can recall? I'm, I'm sure over the years at some point. but You know, I really... I just can't think of any, I, I anyone either. that We've had that much. We've both been here a long time. Yes, we have, and I've been here, there, and everywhere through the years, <laughs> and I just don't think that I have ever heard of that much pot being seized at one time. In one house. Arrested were Christopher Warren Godfrey, Austin Tyler Murray, Taylor Nicole Skye, Kristen Deanna Duhart, all of Cumberland County. What were the charges, Nancy? They are all charged with um, possession of marijuana with intent to sell and deliver, trafficking in marijuana. I believe there are um, uh, there was some oxycodone, I believe, that was found in the residence, and they're charged with possessing a controlled substance with intent to manufacture, sell, or deliver, and also maintaining a drug dwelling or a drug house. Um, bail was set at two hundred thousand dollars each just an, an, another amazing story uh, here on crime time I, I just it has gone viral on the fateful of what the fateful observers website it has absolutely gone viral commonly referred to as fayobserver.com oh yeah fayobserver. <laughs> and on the facebook page that's right yeah yes. well it, i mean it's an amazing story to have that much marijuana found in one house let's go on to our next story the plan police say was to rob a man in a parking lot outside a Fayetteville hotel early thursday morning but the potential target was prepared two of the would-be robbers were shot with a 22 rifle by the intended target the third suspect who was waiting in a car drove away when hearing the shots according to Fayetteville police nancy you got to give us the inside scoop on this one what was this about this occurred at the um, Extended Stay America Hotel, I believe it is. It's um, at Owen Drive and Walter Reed Drive. Um, apparently, there was a young man who was staying there, and he wanted to change his shoes. And he went up to his room to get a pair of shoes, but then remembered that they were in his car. So he went back down to his car and was going through the trunk to find his shoes. There were two people with him who were inside of the car. Um, As he's going through the trunk, two men, both with guns, walked up to him, and one of them pointed a gun at him and said, quote, you know what time it is, give it up. And that um, that was when the victim was put his hands up and started backing up. And as the um, as the alleged robber was going through the trunk, um, this victim managed to back up against 
the car mm-hmm. and somehow or another retrieved a 22 rifle and when he got it he pointed it at said robber who then fired a shot and so victim fired back and struck this person in the head oh wow yes and he last i heard he was in serious condition at unc hospitals in chapel hill uh the other man the other uh alleged robber um newsom malik newsom meanwhile he was on the other side of the vehicle and he was at uh, the window looking in the window he could not get in because the people in the car had locked the doors and the windows okay. but when the shooting started Malik took off um, he was later found oh, not only did Malik take off but their driver took off and Malik was later found uh, the driver found him um, he had been shot in the arm and um, I think it went through and hit him in the buttocks um, so it's pretty that's a pretty sensational yeah. kind of story yeah well talk, talk about a robbery gone bad yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and i'm not chuckling ab- about it uh, they, they did not say who the victim was did they i i have not seen that um probably probably holding off on that both suspects as you mentioned were found shot 24 year old malik akeem newsom 29 year old antoine kavan lawrence the getaway driver 29 year old christopher sean grubbs was arrested later and police want to uh, pass along anyone with information asked to call 818-2169 or crime stoppers at 483 tips 483 tips an amazing story there this has been a week of just amazing crime stories in Fayetteville, Cumberland County. Let's check this one out. Not not really a crime here. In fact, I well, I guess we can decide whether it was good news or not. But Nancy, a story that drew quite a bit of attention in the beginning was the case of two children seemingly abducted by their mother after the four-month-old and the one-year-old were taken from their grandmother's house. Now, as it turned out, charges against the mom, 20-year-old Katrina Lucas of Fayetteville, were dismissed. But early on in this story, there was some real concern about the safety of the children. Tell us about this one, Nancy. From what I understand, um, the mother came, went to the grandmother's residence, and in doing so, um, got, went to get her children. And as she was taking them out, the grandmother apparently ran after them but then backed off because there were several other people out there um the children and their mother left um police said they thought they were traveling to new york city that um i think the miss lucas had some ties in that area um but what they discovered they they couldn't put out an amber alert initially because it did not meet the um the criteria um, for an amber alert as in endangered children what happened was that the police discovered like a day or two later that the social services the department of social services had initially placed the children with the grandmother but it was not through a court order therefore no crime was committed so police dropped the charges of abduction what The agreement that was in place was known as a kinship agreement, and that is a civil matter in which 
children who are removed from their home are often placed with family members or kinfolk, as right. we would say. Um, and that is why the criminal charges against Miss Lucas were dismissed. I, I guess from, from a legal standpoint, a, a mother came and got her children. Now, there, there may be more to it than that, but, but as, as far as dealing it with a, uh, a criminal aspect of it is mom picked up it, her kids and there's nothing illegal exactly that. it would be a civil matter okay well i hope that works out uh, for all involved especially the the two young children a couple of quick hits we want to mention uh, a couple other crime stories in the news Kristen stone the 19 year old woman from greenville whose body was found in the cape fear river last summer died as a result of undetermined violence according to the state medical examiner in a story by the observers amanda dolasinki uh, Stone was last seen alive with Charles Cunning, uh, Cottingham, a 33-year-old Air Force veteran with a record of assaults against women. Cottingham is charged with first-degree murder, is scheduled to appear in Cumberland County District Court on March 27th. And the Observer's Paul Wolverton reports that the state Supreme Court has agreed to consider whether three death row inmates from Fayetteville area homicides will be uh, given another chance to commute their sentences to life without parole, according to the North Carolina Coalition for Alternatives to the Death Penalty. We'll be following those as those stories move along. A couple of more stories we want to touch on, Nancy. One of them involves a scam warning that the Fayetteville police have issued. The police are warning residents about a phone scam in which a caller tells an unsuspecting victim that a family member has been kidnapped. Give us the inside scoop on that one. This is um, a phone scam that is not new, um, and it's not unique to Cumberland County or the Fayetteville area. But what what it is, it, the victims, the targets, are usually people who are older. Um, a caller will tell the person that a family member will pose as a family member or tell them that a family member has uh, run afoul of the law and is being held needs money to be bailed out and they say wire it now um but it's not really a family member um it's it's a scammer so people are sending money to these people right. without knowing um if you if you get one of these calls i hope you will do what magnolia shawl an 82-year-old Fayetteville resident and former teacher at Fayetteville High School did. She got a call Friday about 3.15 p.m. and it sounded like her grandson, she said, and said that he was in Jamaica or somewhere and that they had had some trouble and he needed $2,600-plus to get out of jail and told her where to wire it. Well, Miss Shaw being a retired teacher was on to that she had heard about the scam she called their hand on it she called the police um and they congratulated her for being smart which she evidently right. was um she was waiting for the uh scammers to call back because she said she was going to tell them she had the money and meet them and then she was just going to tell them April oh, Fools. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but her, it was not her family member. Miss Shaw is all right. Her family is all right. But what, what a wonderful woman. <laughs> Good for her. And, and it is amazing on all these scams. And, and we hear about uh, scams like this consistently. 
and you wonder how people fall for it. But if somebody calls and says your grandchild or, 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 or if you think it's your grandchild or child and, and they're in jail, I mean, what, what's your, or if, you're, if your relative's in trouble, your, your first reaction is, I could do something. Sure, but what you should do if this does happen, if you have any question, and you should, you should have a question, um, what you need to try to do is to use a second phone, if possible, and call 911 while the scammer is still on the phone. Um, and if there's a family member or friends there who have a phone, have them to call 911. Um, they might also call the family that is supposedly, right. you know, the kids in jail. So call the family. Most importantly, call 911. Um, and stay on the phone with them until they can, you know, maybe with any kind of luck, they could, they could trace the call. Right. They're probably using burner phones, but, um, yeah. but any, if you do that, if you do that, if you cannot call 911, you can text 911. But that it, right? Yes, you can that. text 911. And if you do, it's very important that the first bit of information you put is your location, the address where you are texting from. Um, and I hope people will be aware. Another one that is becoming pretty popular right now is income tax. Right. Um, you know, that the IRS calls people and tell them they owe money. Please note, the IRS does not call people. They will no, they notify just take you. it. No, they just <laughs> no, take your just money. Kidding, just uh, kidding. No, they, but they will notify you via paper. And uh-huh. I can say, having been a victim <laughs> of an income tax scam, it's really annoying. And yeah. it's just like you just want to choke somebody, really. Yeah, well, uh, no comment. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Forget she said that, but it is important. Anytime you get a call that's questionable or somebody asking for money or anything that, that, hey, this doesn't sound right or it sounds too good to be true, the police certainly urge you to call them, the fraud unit and at the Fayetteville Police Department anyway, is 433-1885. Crime Stoppers is 483-TIPS-8477. And uh, tips can also be submitted online at fay-nccrimestoppers.org. One thing to remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. That's very true. Well, you know, Nancy, let's cap this edition of Crime Time with, uh, Crime Time with see, I'm, I'm all rattled, with some good news. Okay, how about that? We don't get to do that, although I guess the uh, reporting the scam could be considered some good news. Let's, let's highlight some of the technology that is available these days for law enforcement. A story you had uh, recently, an 11-year-old girl was reported missing on March 1st, and she was found safe after the Moore County Sheriff's Office used a drone to locate her good ending to this story give us some of the details on this one apparently this girl was not very far from her home but she was across the road um the sheriff's office over there uh they have invested in a drone and they have a um a a lieutenant who is the person who's trained right he's certified to to operate it and that's what they did they used a drone it picked up it's equipped to with like a thermal reader mm-hmm. or camera or something and it picked up some heat um Source. indicators yeah. right uh, 
and that was when they radioed and said hey go check this out and see and there she was apparently she had crawled up under some brush and uh i think was asleep if i remember correctly um but drones um drones can be very useful in the right hands in the right hands yes indeed well that's good i'm glad there was a happy ending to that story and it, it, it gives an example of the technology that law enforcement is able to use these days in a lot of these cases and and probably some technology we're, uh, we're not aware of and, and may never be aware of but but the technology it's just like all technology it can be put to good and bad use and this is a case where it was certainly helpful well nancy i believe that's going to wrap it up that's it for edition six of crime time for friday march 9th feel free to spread the word about this weekly podcast on fayobserver.com also join jacqueline shambaugh and me for the 910 preps podcast it's posted monday nights we talk about high school sports in cumberland county and the cape fair region and we welcome your comments and suggestions for crime time you can reach nancy by email at nmcclary at fayobserver.com or on twitter at fo underscore mcclary you can reach me sonny jones by email at sjones at fayobserver.com or on twitter at fo sonny jones again thanks so much for listening hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of crime time